Dun, 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 dun. Oh my god. <laughs> you didn't have you, to start it that way. Could that's, you imagine if crazy. I started yeah, it? It's like Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. We're like setting it up for a boxing match. It's for like UFC, match. you know? All right, so we're here just fucking around. We're hanging out, and oh, I bro- already broke that. We crossed that Rubicon. I wanted to let you drop the first F-bomb, but I had to. Sorry. <laughs> so here we are. We're in Juan's apartment. This is number one. We're having some lovely Kiran Ichiban, Kiran Ichiban spiked with some lovely orange. And we're just figuring this out. We're trying to understand this is our first episode, how to yeah. set it up. We're just trying to set it up. And we're just trying to you know, figure out how it feels. And, and if, if it feels good, do it, right? Yeah, I agree so. <laughs> with you. But right before we turned on the mic, we, we were having some pretty good conversations. You asked me, for example... How do you determine what news? What did you ask? How what news sources? Oh, you I use? got that. <laughs> I'm okay. All right, so <clears throat> friends, friends in a group, they will come like armed to a Friday night happy hour with. Here's what I think about this news story, and they might have gotten the news from Facebook, or a radio show, or some other like singular medium that they always go to, and that's their only source of of information. They might talk to their friends, but their only source of paying attention to anything outside of their their bubble is that. You and I, Juan, we tend to gravitate outside of that. So we look at the big picture, we read everything that we can within a week's time. We probably spend too much time doing that, but then we come with an informed like toolkit. We could say, here's what this person said. And we might not be the best at referencing, but at least we'll have the information that we read, that we knew. And, and we could say, here's what this person said. And, and they'll immediately say, that's not the truth. Or that's completely different from what I heard. And they'll, yeah. they'll call you out on it. They'll say, you're bullshitting. <laughs> what, what I see in, in these situations is that people are bringing opinions disguised as news and facts okay and that to that's, me has that's a been, scary thing right? it is very scary because people think that they have certain stories information all as being factual when in fact a lot of the information that they bring to the table from the circles that they're in or just the bubble let's call it the bubble that they follow uh, all have narratives Okay. So yeah. what I've noticed, and I think other people have talked about, is that people choose to follow narratives that they like. They don't like seeing things that make them uncomfortable or that may change their opinion. Right. Changing so it's, someone's yeah, opinion so, takes So work. like live TV is very, very difficult for some people to accept. Like if, if you're if you're looking at you know Baghdad bomb, <laughs> that's Baghdad right. Like no no that doesn't fit the narrative. No 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 don't don't be on camera right now. It doesn't make sense. You're saying the opposite of what's happening behind you. We have thousands of Baghdad bombs. <laughs> right. And for anybody that's listening that doesn't know who that is, you're you too young. <laughs> turn this off right now. No you no. Luckily they have YouTube, so definitely pull up Baghdad Bob. That guy was uh, greatest hits, man. He he was he was a character. He's someone that was used in Iraq from the Iraqi special forces, who as they kept getting surrounded by Americans and allies. Right. So we call just, it we, we call that propaganda. Correct. Well, he just to explain to the listeners that may not know who he is. This guy basically would go on the air and just tell everybody how bright and shiny it is and how they're winning. When in fact they were being surrounded by the world's <laughs> most powerful military. I, I would hope that anybody who decides that this is the path they want to go to listen to you and me talk about 
anything that they knew that is. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> but you never know. Some people We're going to get our, our, our demographic of like the three to five year olds now. And we have to we have to lay the seeds. Like we have to we get have. in there. Like, that's probably yeah. not the best way to say it, but we have to actually like talk to them as young people and make sure that they follow like some kind of viewership. Or for now, it's listenership. But we got plans, man. We got expansion plans. You so, got to have vision, right? We're mm-hmm. trying to build this thing up. We're trying to get further and further along, and we've committed. We're going to try to do, you know, like twenty episodes in six months. That's a good, like, not written in blood contract, but we want to try to get that, and we want to talk about uh, putting a like a like a web series, like a YouTube series, and then going around where we live and interviewing people and and making it kind of this kind of fun, like I wouldn't say variety thing, but we're gonna get into different topics and we're gonna get into different situations, and it should be fun and it should be something that you could react to, and that's what we want to bring. Yeah, we want to bring good conversations to people from different perspectives, um, and we want you to be in, entertained. Uh, oh, I'm already entertained. Yeah, I, I think that, I could do this all day. I think that we can talk about a lot of things going on. Just put a different perspective where it's not coming from a celebrity, but coming from someone that you know lives amongst you. And um, it's like Japanese champagne. Japanese champagne. Kuro Ichiban. <laughs> But back to the news, I would say, you know, maybe the first topic we could just kind of quickly glimpse over is how how does one not fall into a bubble of bias where oh, they it. are I love reading? It. I love it because we're all like kind of born into that. I mean, Juan, you, you're you're Colombian, like you're you're Tipacha. Medellin, Medellin, that's the hometown, right? Exactly. Okay, so you know you you would know better than anybody that that's a pretty tight knit culture and over here if you're from Colombia then you can identify and you can say yes like I'm from that town or that country you have something in common and there is an instant connection and you might not think the same way about the current situation down there or up here but you have something in common that you can start a conversation with up here doesn't matter your neighbor could be completely on a different page from you they could be a tinfoil hat wearing person (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) i don't use the internet because (laughs) like (laughs) i don't use a cell phone i don't even have a home phone i just send carrier pigeons because i'm afraid of the government or you could be like us and we're like we're trying to learn and be you know informant we're trying we're trying yeah we're trying to engage with not just society but like understand the next steps of where technology is going to take it so that's those are the ends of the spectrum so talk about you know where that puts you and and how you're growing in your space now because you're a small business owner that's what you do and how is that affecting your your decisions when you're asking me how it's affected my decisions are you talking about the news yeah i mean it has a lot to do with that i think everything you do is is kind of shown through this prism of your culture so your your decisions on what to do next with your business and your life and things like that you you kind of have this base and you got to go somewhere from there. So, well, my base, especially with the career path that I chose in the past five years, um, it, it's really changed in 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 the way that I work in social media and digital advertising and social media marketing. So I'm online a lot, and I get to see the world from a perspective that people that have their nine to five jobs or other careers only get certain glimpses of this world 
in small dosages when they go on social media, uh, on at work, on their cell phone, after work, no, during whenever work. they no, choose. Mostly or, at work. Or they just watch, they just of, watch, correct. <laughs> they watch a, podcasts, there's they a watch lot of YouTube at work. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in this world 24-7 and I just see, you know, I see the good and I respect the good. I think that it's a, X, one of the greatest inventions of all time to allow information to be shared the way it is and spread out. But at the same time, I see that it definitely has some of its flaws. Uh, so going back to that bubble is that I do see that certain people just stay in spheres that support their ideologies, their uh, biases, etc. And that right now is something I think the world is dealing with. Um, in the form of, is it dangerous? It should 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 think, people yeah. try to fix it? It, it absolutely is dangerous. And I think but people, anytime no, people tr- are trying to fix it, but they're trying to limit information. Anytime you try to <laughs> fix it, people feel like you're attacking them on their views because what their views are what they see. Right. But if what they see on a daily basis is only one side of an issue, right. then it. I hate I hate to go there immediately, but I feel like it's important that we kind of talk about it because it's so current event, so pressing. So today I read a story about um, I can't remember the name of the exact firm, but there's basically black this one this one you know journalism society decided that this list of of news organizations, whether they're online, print, whatever, they were not reliable, and so they basically promoted this blacklist of things that were not uh, trustworthy news sites. Now, without getting any further into it, I think that taps into what you're talking about. I think that's that dangerous kind of, all right, I'm going to decide what the truth is without knowing what the truth is for sure, because I'm in this particular position or if I'm in this bubble. If, I, if that's what I want my truth or my narrative to be, then I'm going to dive into that and I'm going to say, I'm not going to read those news uh, those media, I'm not going to be part of that. I'm going to subscribe to this, this, and this because that's what I trust, right? But that's you know, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. <laughs> just, I think it's more important to say, all right, I'm going to just kind of get this, cast a big net, and let your conscience and let what you, what you see and what comes out over time, inform your decisions on how you decide to have conversations with friends and things because honestly at our at our level in society we're not going to make a lot of waves with what we say correct i mean you can say whatever you want but i mean you might go to jail but you're probably not going to prison <laughs> but we do have a lot of protection with what we have as the that first amendment which i mean we're last week today right that's and, right that's, and, that's and, what we're doing and and we you know we try to talk about stories and ideas and and all types of topics that maybe you have that some people may have missed because the news cycles in 2019 are not even on a half day basis right. what, what started in the morning may be forgotten by the afternoon by another story everything can change everything can change so where i was going with that is that we need to figure out and we're not going to figure it out, but we need to at least acknowledge that not everyone may have the same information provided to them that we're looking at. Uh, so, you know, if you hear something that may not go concurrent with your viewpoint, uh, it's not that we're attacking what you 
what you have heard as being incorrect. It's just more sharing uh, <laughs> ideas and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jump in because I mean, you said we, and I'm like, no, that's one. That's not, that's <laughs> that's not both me and one. That's me. That's not. <laughs> that's uh, just... <laughs> I I have I like going down rabbit holes. So <laughs> we're gonna do that from yeah, time to time. So if you don't if you don't like to do that, then that's fine. We respect that, and, and just don't. You know, you can turn us off whenever you'd like. You can text us because you're gonna know how to do that. You can get a hold of us and say, shut up. But we're gonna go down some rabbit holes. We're gonna talk about some stuff that, I mean, it's probably not even taboo. It's just probably not what you wanna hear. And that's fine. That's fine. That's the whole <laughs> point, is that we're gonna have good conversations and um, hopefully that it shines some new perspective on things that you either heard or maybe you haven't heard before. And that, that's a great point. I think bringing things that you might not have heard or that you might not have experienced is a better perspective to have because I, we talked about this 4-1 like my, my parents I'll give them as an example they grew up in a serious bubble right it's, it's a white family in the south growing up in the civil rights era they both went to single sex catholic schools so what do you think their viewpoint is right my dad joins the military and his entire world is shocked because there are people from every part of the world in the United States military. And that's the way I was raised. So everybody's equal, everybody has value, it's a matter of what you do with it, right? You if you it. suck, everyone's gonna know. It doesn't matter what you look like. <laughs> and that's probably the most important lesson. <laughs> it is, it is. I feel that just, we live in a time where we, the, the world used to be a place where if you were from a certain culture or unfortunately a certain skin color, you automatically had judgment on you or you did have an uphill battle because of racism and just just how the world has been shaped. There has been times where every group of people have had tough times just because of who they were, um, where they were born, which is basically a roll of dice. In 2019, I don't think that that's the case as much anymore. Obviously, there's people born in situations where it's going to be a struggle okay, if to you get were, out of if there. If you were born in Colombia today, what would your plan be as soon as you had the, the idea or the ability to make decisions for yourself? I mean, in 2019, being in Colombia, I think that you have a couple ways of looking at it. One is you see a country that has definitely progressed from its history of violence and they, drug trafficking. Things aren't perfect, but they're better than they were 30 years ago. There's opportunities there. Some people call Medellin the San Francisco of right. South America. Right. There's, There's other people that feel that they can take that Colombian entrepreneurship and uh, ingenuity, like American ingenuity, there's definitely Colombian ingenuity, and bring it to another country where uh -huh. they feel that the paychecks can be bigger. Right. So it, it, it really comes down to what your family situation, what your goals are, etc. Um, but what I was trying to say is that in 2019, with your background and your skin color not being an issue to... to um, pursuing dreams and goals and careers some people are still making that i don't want to call it an excuse but some people are making that their own wall to succeed okay and no i can see that i can see that but at the same time i could say geography has way more to do with it than color agree to some points but 
I think that okay. If you were born in you know inner city Washington D.C. Okay, and somehow you know you get a a grant to go to a charter school that sets you up to be an intern for a politician. It doesn't matter what color your skin is or what culture you come from. That's way different from being born in Medellin in the same year, right? Maybe there's different opportunities. Maybe you could do the same kind of thing there, but I bet your access to other opportunities is very, very much greater. Limited. <laughs> greater in the States. <laughs> I guess it's... Okay, a, maybe those are the, the opposite ends of the spectrum too, but... Correct. And I was talking more about the States at this point, but right. I see what you're saying. I mean, you can be born... Uh, being born is by itself a gift. Cause oh, I agree with that. You can be born in the United States, whether it's in an inner city... The middle of the country in the middle of Nebraska is by some cornfield, or you know, <laughs> you could be born into a very wealthy farming yeah, family. Yeah, a very you could be born into one of Brown, Jeff Bezos' very, kids. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> or you could be born in Carroll City in Miami, which is you know, it's a rough, it's a rough. If you haven't been there, don't area. go. Or you can go. Just yeah, you, you know, just, say hi to Trick Daddy for me yeah, and all that, and you know, keep your windows keep, up keep, and keep driving. <laughs> so those people in every situation we just listed still have a better opportunity than someone born in right now in war-torn Yemen or Syria. Yeah. So just praying praying for the drone missile. That <laughs> a finger of God come, come that cultural away. uh basis still exists and that cultural um advantage still exists. Right. But within the United States there's people now that for example want reparations. Okay, <laughs> we're getting that deep today. Yeah, like, yes, th- that, that, let's that, talk about that's it. In, that's, that to me is insane okay. because it's 2019. We'll, we'll, we'll get to college debt removal in yeah, a minute. We'll, but... we'll, we'll get to everything. But just but for listen, I, I think there is, there, there is certainly merit in saying we're sorry as a culture. We're, sorry, we're sorry for this. There is certainly merit for building you know, different charities and things to help people that have been disadvantaged historically because of their their genealogy and where they come from as as a people that makes sense to me as a white guy it's the most like cliche thing for me to say <laughs> but at the same time what is the limit are you going to have every single person who's ever been impacted by uh slavery or anything like that become the benefactor of uh, financial restitution uh, what's the what's the end game? Like, where does it stop? And I don't think that's I think it's bad to say, as a as a, a country that we did terrible things, we've done terrible things, and we're still alive, and we're probably one of the most yeah, <laughs> one of the most one of the most envied countries because of our perseverance. Yeah. And the how many other how many other countries survived the Civil War? Came out without slavery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and are still around. I mean, that, my point in bringing up uh, reparations is that that's someone, to me, the people pushing for that to be an actual law or to be looked at in the government as an actual possibility of happening well, what in do you 2019. Think, sure, what do you think would happen if that was to happen? If they, if they were going to say, all right, we're going to take – They can. Like, we're going to take a trillion dollars and distribute it across – only one, one. I'm using air quotes that you can't see, but one group of people, and that's a great big group of people. But what do you think would happen after that? You're going to have a 
very, very large amount of people that are going to ask you, where the fuck did that trillion dollars come from? Right. Where the fuck are you just printing out money to pay for this? I don't know. Because that's like, going to be huge. Because it's, it's going to be a tax. Like, was it like 2004? Bush says, <laughs> W says, all right, everybody, we are having a problem with the economy, so I want you to take this money and go spend it. And magically, <laughs> like, <laughs> we all had a check. Yes. What right, did you do with it? I right put it, before I, the I recession. Put it, I put it in the bank. <laughs> right before the recession. <laughs> My, okay. I didn't spend it. <laughs> Let's, so I'll, I'll get past the where's the money coming from, okay. even though that's a huge factor right. in this conversation. But let's say that people agree and it's a trillion dollars. And you're asking me where does it go? Oh no, where's it coming from and where does it go? No, where's it coming I, from I, is I, its own. I think, it's, I think, where's I think, it coming from is gonna stop I think, I think, from where does it go? I think what happens afterward is a more important question because it would have to be- It may not get to what happens afterwards think, if you look at where does it come from. That's an interesting conversation on its own because you could say like, Okay, what was your genealogy? Where did which family did you come from? Were they completely Correct. dirt poor? There's white people that were, came here after listen, slavery. Were you completely dirt poor, <laughs> but free? <laughs> right? Yeah. Were you were you rich when you came to America, but you're still from the same kind of family of? <laughs> How some people have explained it is that it's the one percent back then are the ones that owned slaves. Okay. Right? Right. And then there's also some of the most famous slave right. owners of all time were black. By that rationale so. no, by that rationale, like slave owners back then, their descendants would get paid and then the slaves would get paid the same amount. The descendants of slaves would get paid the same amount. Everybody everybody who has anything in their background would get paid the same amount. And and it's impossible to quantify. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> It is. I mean, it's just just look. I at said it, a look trillion at, dollars because I said correct. that's unimaginable. But it is imaginable to a lot of the people that are running for president next year. Correct. And <laughs> and these people. Here's the thing. I sincerely, just from hearing them bring this subject up, I don't think that they're doing it from a place in their heart where they really feel that. Certain people of color are in such bad shape that they need this help. It's more of a virtual signal to get people to say, hey, vote for me and you're going to get sure. some money. Sure. I mean, that's that's a lot of the reason politicians are so successful is like they sell promises and they don't deliver. Right. I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, if there was any culture that I think deserved more from America, it would be Native Americans. Right. They probably deserve more financial support than any other group. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know their deals, but they got some pretty sweet deals. I've been to the Hard Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to an Indian God. casino before. <laughs> did you win money? I mean, in poker <laughs> I do, not still, in the other games. You're still on the wrong side of history. What I'm saying is that banks, not by, maybe it's by force they accepted some deals, but they some of them have made out well. Some tribes like... I don't know. I don't know much about it. I'm just thinking that you know, if there was ever a group that probably expected more but from the government and didn't get it, it's it's where does it stop? Because no, that's then, that's a good point. Then that's, you can yeah. have someone that is white that maybe can look at at some point their family went through some shit. Because every single race, I don't care if you believe this or not, has been a slave at some point. Right. The, but right now, reparations is going for American slaves. Interesting point. What if? 
okay, say we did that. Say we did reparations for African Americans and all of their, you know, ev- everybody that, that that slavery, that horrible thing touched. Would other countries go back and say, you know what? Every Holocaust survivor probably. I think Germany every, has every, done every descendant like that. of a Holocaust survivor probably needs to get something, and that would probably be like the biggest. I, I think that alone, because that was like it wasn't necessarily slavery; it was just imprisonment. It, our, it wasn't like indentured servitude or anything like that. It was just we we're our, trying. We're exterminating you. Our producer's <laughs> not here, but I would have him look up that I think Germany has actually paid some sort of reparations. It may have more to do with gold and art that was stolen mm-hmm. in that aspect. It sounds but like I, it was a much smaller population than yeah. the people that were actually affected by that, though. I know that's really sugarcoating it, but... Yeah, I just think it's uh, it's unfortunate that people are using such a tragic and sad part of American it's history al- for political gain. Yeah, well, you can't change that. You can't change both history and you can't change no, the fact can't. that politicians are going to do that. So no, but that's... <laughs> you, you can call it out, though. You can say, all right, that's BS. Like, Here's... You, don't, you don't have to, you know, not, it's not even tugging at the heartstrings. It's saying, you know what, this is going to be popular because it's going to give money to people. Well, here's where, where, <laughs> where, like I said, we may not ever get to the trillion dollars being spread out if the debate starts at where the money comes from. Because if you're taxing people That's that own slaves, says, or you taxing everybody, including black people, including Latin people, including right. Asians, right. like, are you taxing everyone, or are you just taxing well, I think that one percent that may no longer exist? In my profession, scope is really, really important, right? So you have to know what you're trying to do and what you're not trying to do. Even for this podcast, we tried to say, okay, here's what we're going to try to talk about. We're going to have some good conversations. We're going to do these different things, but we're not going to do this. We're not going to branch out into doing these other things. And with lawmaking, it's written. It is voted upon. And that's true. When something is you know, initiated, it could be different from what's actually approved or you know, vetoed. But... You have to quantify and you have to say, okay, we are going to do this with this much money that's going to come from this account, basically. It's going to have to be paid for somehow over X amount of years. Whether it has any impact, nobody knows. Uh, There's a story the other day about how uh, president and uh, congressional Democrats, they came together and they said, we're going to spend $2 trillion trillion. on infrastructure over the next 25 years. What is that going to do uh, today? Nothing. Should it make its way through both houses of Congress and actually be approved, then we might see some jobs. But it might not do much in the, in the short term. You might see a bullet train from Miami to New York in 25 years, but we don't know where the money's going. And we, we don't necessarily know where it's coming from because it's not, it's not gone through the, the, the sausage mill yet. <laughs> it's not already gone through. So That... The the we said the, we're gonna do something now. The we have end to justifies out how to pay for the it. means for more well, people. Because yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are using public roads. A lot of people are using transportation. A lot of people travel abroad, and they're like, "Why the fuck is some shitty country in Asia? No offense, have better <laughs> airports than the United States of America." So those which type, one? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to I want to know. <laughs> but the 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 best airport in the in the world is not in America. 
And as an American, that What's is the, something that hurts him. What do, you, what do you think the best airport? Oh, by far it's the one in um, – damn, where the hell did they just have the conference? Or... I think no, it's no, no. It's an Asian one, man. Yeah. It's um, wherever Kim Jong just met with Trump. Uh, blanking. Singapore, maybe? No. Yeah, probably Singapore. Where's the other one? Look they met up. at two places. <laughs> Look that shit up. They him. met at two places. Look it up, producer that's not here yet. <laughs> but that I'm one's blanking on his name. There is one. The there group. is one where it's like the night. I mean, they have Butterfly Garden. They have... Yeah, they have there was no reason to leave the. Airport There's no reason to leave the just, airport. It's just this amalgam of hotels and Correct. security centers. It's not Taiwan. <laughs> it's uh, I'll, I'll, I think, we'll figure it out. It's Malaysia. I think it might be in Malaysia. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I think you're anyway, right. We'll have to check, double check that. But point being is that there are people that say, "Listen, figure out the money, and just get it done because we've been needing bridges to be fixed." And other, other actual um, objects and uh, um, infrastructure. infrastructure. You've got to have infrastructure have to, to let people do what they want to do, and that drives everything else. I'm no economist, but it's common sense, and that's that's my political view. If you want to know, is common sense. So that's why right? an issue like that allows people like. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi to be happy that they're making a deal with who they call the devil, the orange man in office, <laughs> is because everybody from all sides not agree a good guy. <laughs> that that's needed, right? So they all they all agree that that's needed, right? Now, can you get that type of backing on reparations? Absolutely not. <laughs> so because a lot of people are going to say it's not needed. Mm. We just had a we just had a black president we'll, for two terms. No, we'll see. So we'll, we'll we, see. I don't think it's going to happen. But should should the current one be a, a one termer? There there might be some differences in what appropriations what what bills the appropriations committee sees. <laughs> there might be a trillion dollars spent on reparations. There might be four trillion dollars spent on infrastructure. There be, there's no way that those people <laughs> could run on those platforms because yes they can it's ad- it's all empty and you know it and it's been that way for at least the last 20 years it hasn't been that way forever since the last balanced budget <laughs> that's the way it's been and yeah we're in a ton of debt but you know until somebody says here's my plan to fix that they don't deserve a vote in general because do you run your business that way do you run your household that way no nobody does nobody does nobody nobody lives especially because you've been there Listener, you've said, all right, I have to decide on what I'm going to do, this or this. I can't do both. I can't afford both. <laughs> so. But what happens is, is that there are lifelines, a.k.a. a central bank, that they just knock on the door and they, they just get, knock on the door? Yeah, and they get they money back printed. up the money trick? Yeah. So yeah where, man, where's, print, where's the central bank? I want print, to drive there. some money. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to buy a truck. I'm going to buy a truck on credit. And back it up. Back it up. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. Right. Is that these people know that money is accessible through the people that lend us the money. It's scary. It's I scary. Mean, <laughs> listeners know this, or if they don't, this is like, you know, nine high, high school this economics. Is, this is two thousand four YouTube. <laughs> is that? It, it's but, like DOS. Yeah. Like, this <laughs> is literally two thousand four YouTube. Is that you know that the United States does not print its own money. We borrow money. That's why there's... Is that true? No. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah. Look it up. I didn't know that. 
Exactly. A lot of people don't know. They go Fort Knox. Yeah, what? Get another 20 gold bars. Yeah, just get some gold shit. bars. It's <laughs> problem. You have a machine that prints Cash paper. Money. <laughs> Print as much as you want. Just make it rain. Yeah, make, make, make it rain. It rain. <laughs> yeah. so we Drive have, down there and make it rain. There are people that just want to make it rain. <laughs> That's how you get those reparations paid for. That's how you get the reparations. Yeah, just, just make it rain, baby. Not a problem. <laughs> I mean, I... Lo- I I'm, I wasn't too mad at this, and this happened recently. Was we speak on the topic of reparations? I think it was the University of Georgetown. Okay. Their student body agreed that reparations should be paid. Can we say out that? Can, because, we, can we say Georgetown? I'm I'm a hundred percent sure. I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent. We're pretty sure. much we're sure that. We heard that, or we read that, but we're not sure enough to say okay. it's true. So we're new to the podcast game, <laughs> but we're not we're amateurs. Our attorney is not so, present. No, no. So there's a classic podcast move. Allegedly. That's right. <laughs> allegedly. Let's, let's rewind. But, <laughs> but 100%, there's a university. I think allegedly it was Georgetown. So, so okay. Just, you said it again. To, no, <laughs> you can say allegedly and the name. Okay. <laughs> I've seen this just, before. There's a private school somewhere in Washington. Allegedly, it's Georgetown. Maybe as long as you say allegedly, <laughs> you can say allegedly, and it's cool. You can say whatever you okay. want after allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> I am not a part of this podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> out of here today, allegedly. So there is a university out there. Allegedly, we think it's Georgetown, and their student body agreed <sighs> to pay out a reparation payments to certain students. I guess they looked at their history and that they were involved in slavery. They felt bad about it, and uh, okay, that's, uh, I think that's. A, I think a, a insensitive. I think that's I mean, silly. But if that's your prerogative and the student body and all those people want to do that, do, what do whatever you want. It's a private school. It's a different monster yeah. when you try to make a country do it, though. I mean, I think the only question is: is that actually going to be realistic? If it's a school that has seventy five hundred, yeah. you know, students, including a grad body. That's a hard. That's a hard thing to get your mind around when you extrapolate that to two hundred. I think it was like twenty-seven. No, Three hundred twenty-four million people. Yeah, and I know. Insane. I know. I know. The minority in that would. Get what about paid, the but. What about the African American black people that and I'm. What, and, what about the African American white people? <laughs> the African American or black people? I know some people. I've had black <laughs> friends that kidding. are like. I've had some black friends that are like, dude, stop call I'm not from Africa. Like, there's no need I'm, to put African American. I'm just American. I'm, I'm, no, I'm call, a black American. Right. Like, my skin color is just black. But I'm not African, so don't call me African American. So, the darkness, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, Charlie Murphy. So, Wesley Snipes. My, what I was going to bring up is what about the certain African Americans or black people, whatever you prefer to be called, that aren't going to get any payments? And then you're going to ask, why wouldn't they get payments? That's my, because, that's my biggest question. Because how, there are black people that own slaves. That's a part of history that we're not taught in elementary school. I'm not school. sure that it would be easier to find that information out than, like, blood tests. Like, how would you find out that somebody was a black slave owner? I think... How would you be able to do that? Some are easy. is because it goes by the last name and... We're going to have to... We have records. We have... Yeah, correct. (laughs) But I know we have records of families that go back, especially especially from that time period that can trace their family history. Okay. 
to those periods of time. That's for sure. I'm, I'm going to go with it because I, I can't say you're wrong. Because it wasn't that just, long ago. I think it's very difficult. It's, hard. it's difficult to, to Christopher Columbus years, mm-hmm. but I think that this one is definitely more doable. There is the printing presses out. There's there's public records in the United okay. States. There's right. ways to trace this. All right, I'm going to give you an assignment. Let's bring an agenda topic for next time. I want to see the recap from, you know, just, just give me a couple of lines of this is why I think I've been validated by that opinion. And that's it's totally cool if it's not... You know, if you can't, again, you can't interview somebody to say, as a historian, this is how we trace genealogy of slaves or slave owners, depending on the skin color. But this is why I think that's true. That's For the next time fair. we meet, I think yeah. that'd be fair to say, okay. That is fair to look up. <clears throat> but what, there's no way that, regardless of how the genealogy is figured out, there's no way that black slave owners would get reparation payments. They own slaves, right? Maybe they were slaves. One of the most famous... No, 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 listen. Maybe they were slaves before they were slave owners. The most famous one of all. (laughs) You're you're right. You're right. That's actually true because the most famous one is... uh, I want to say it was in South Carolina. I might be wrong. It's one of the Carolinas. I'm pretty sure about that. And the rich plantation owner left everything to his main slate. Okay. And he, and he became ruthless. Really? That guy is known. He was like, I, I, I've seen how the businesses run. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. And I heard he was ruthless. That's, that's terrible to joke about. It is but terrible. it's true, but though. If, yeah. It's a famous story of a black slave owner right. who was famous. Maybe that's where you start your investigation. Yeah, that's where I start my investigation. But well, does that guy's family make money? I bet. I'm sorry, but you're not going to be able to tell. Uh, probably less, than, probably nice, less than someone that didn't get to own slaves. That's why it's such a nice campaign promise. Because there's no way to prove anything. And how how certain people are so sneaky and slick in in politics is that they're not saying that they are going to pay reparations. Uh What the bill that's being pushed is that they're going to create a committee that's going to look into how reparation payments would look like. Sheila Jackson Lee from Houston? I think that's... Is she from Houston? Oh, yeah. But you're absolutely right I'm on the name. I'm going to talk to my homeboy Dylan about that. And it's interesting <laughs> because, okay, I, I don't even think that committee should be made. I think that we live in a society right now where if we just had a black president, our country has moved on where slavery is no longer holding you down. I, don't, I want to get a black person's opinion on that. Because I think that's required. I'm Colombian, so like I'm no, almost you're, there. You're not, but, but you're, not, you're not. You're not a person of color. I'm tan. You're not a person of color. You're white. I'm tan. So what? I'm in, be, I'm in, the, in between. But you're absolutely right. No, no, no. All joking aside. That doesn't make any sense for that like definition to say. All right, I, I need to. I need to say that is going to be the opinion moving forward because that's how we define people. I, I can't do it. I can't subscribe to that. No, now, I would, now, I would now, like to hear about that. Now, if, some, if somebody says the majority says this is what we're going to do, that's democracy. I'm cool with it. I'm still going to be, you know, that's not, that's not no, great. No, where, where's that's the not, money coming from? That's not great. Where's the money coming where's from? Where's the money coming from? It's going to stop this that, whole entire that's thing. That's probably why it won't happen. It'll take 20 years to actually, like, they'll write a bill that says within 20 years everyone's going to get a check. 
and then the administration changes and it goes away. They nullify whatever that bill was. And that's probably the way it would go, but we would get a different president because of it. It would change the power in the country for one term, and then they would say, that's not feasible. <laughs> a certain generation would be like, Meh. we're starting to have some problems with this whole identity politics thing. Maybe we should go back to just, okay, there's three main things, right? Can, can we make enough money to defend ourselves and protect our interests? Can we do those things? If we can't, we are not a country. <laughs> do, does R. Kelly get a check? No. Absolutely Bill Cosby? not. No. That's insane. This that, is that guy's going to be in jail <laughs> for four lifetimes. He's not getting paid. If he gets paid, it's going to be. Do Michael Jackson's order. kids get a check? How does this work? Does Oprah get a check? Like, I think they would. I think they would, and there is nothing wrong with that as long as that is what is decided. Nah, you can't I, get I a think check it's, to I think it's reverse. Like, if you're super, super rich, if you're Jay-Z rich, then you get, like, two cents. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, everybody else, like, down here at the bottom, they get some equivalent of... <laughs> yeah, what would the payments be? I, you know what? I would be okay with the committee just to hear the he details like that, of, like, though. people... I think Jay-Z would be like, you know, where's my money? Like, I want to I invest that, or I want to donate that. I want to donate that. Like, it's, it's my money because the government said it's Like, money. Jay, we looked at your records. Your un- your great, you great, due, great, great are, uncle was a slave owner. You are due this much money. <laughs> you do whatever you want with it. And he'd be like, okay, I'm going to have lunch. I, I want to <laughs> say that the number I saw was that there were, like, 3,000 African-American slaves under black people who owned them. Wow. It was something That's, high like that. That sounds like conspiracy theory. Correct. You know, it's, it's not that it's a conspiracy theory. It's just that it's a, it's a topic that no, I think it's is not to, taught that No, much. I think it's important and it will come up. It has to. There's no in, way of avoiding it. In discovery it. from Sheila Jackson Lee's committee, they're going to have to do some real fact-finding unless they're going to be writing the facts. Unless they're going to be making them up which so they can, they can pass a law, which is not probably not going to happen. Anyway. Anyways, that's enough about reparations. (laughs) That was our reparation talk for today. We got to figure out how we're going to do this. I think we travel. No, no, no. Come on. (laughs) So, dear listeners, we're reloading here. If you guys could only see... If you could only see what's going on right now. So... It's probably not a good thing. Let's talk about the beer. Kirichiban. That's right. Japanese beer. A lot of people um, have had it at... Places where they serve, uh, what was tepe, it called? Teppanyaki. You know, you like the teppanyaki table. You like a little... Uh, little choo-choo hibachi. with your shrimp. A hibachi, that's the word I was looking for. And we like to spice it up a little bit. We like to have some citrus and You know what? We like, we like the one. Japanese. That's, that's a nice big one. So, we like the Japanese. <laughs> yeah, we tried to fuck up. Hey, you know that's what I learned today? What's that? They asked a Japanese general, why didn't you just... Go after and try to invade America. And he said one of the most beautiful things. He goes, behind every blade of grass, behind every blade of grass, there would be a gun. <laughs> so Samurai. The second, yeah, the second Amendment protected us from invasion and from the Japanese and probably a yeah. lot of other people. That's kind of interesting because that, that's probably a good topic for like four podcast is what would that be like you know would your anti-gun neighbor be so anti-gun if we were invaded Absolutely, especially not. for the coastal states 
We, every, we don't have to get into it now if you want to do some research. Every <laughs> anti-gun person in the world is going to uh, love their gun, their gun redneck friends. Now, right now, we are triggering people. I know I'm using the word trigger because we're talking about guns, but... <laughs> Joe Rogan hunts. There's people that hunt. And they're anti-gun, right? There's, they're, there's, they're, not, they're not into a, quote, gun culture. Listen. Like, I'm not into a gun culture. There's a reason the United States is... <clears throat> where it is and what it is which is the most prosperous country in the history of the world the country that also gives the most you're like borderline like people are shutting us off right now that's fine <laughs> a lot and of course it's not perfect mm. nothing's perfect and it can always be improved right but unfortunately or fortunately whichever side of the aisle you're on or topic is that guns are part of the culture it's rule number two in the foundation <laughs> of the founding of the country. Like, it's crazy. Say what you want, and you have the right to shoot somebody who's trying to shoot you. I mean, <laughs> they knew what they were doing. They, they knew that that is important for a country well, to not be taken over. I don't know. I think that, again, there's a lot of debate on why people wrote that in. And the number one reason that every, every non- supporter of individual private gun ownership says is okay defense from the government well these days the government's supposed to protect you right okay well i don't have i don't have an armed guard at my house and i'll tell you a story you know the other day the other day i'm saying the other day it was like a month ago um you know i'm you know i put the dog away it's like 10 30 or so baby's asleep nicole's in bed Sorry. And I, I walk out and I'm going to close the garage. And then someone is standing in my garage. And inside? I, in, in the garage. Inside. It, it is open. I don't see the person's face, but I see that they run across the street. Holy shit. And then shit. jump over the this. neighbor's fence. Holy and then shit. jump over another fence. So I'm like, yeah. That would have been a situation. So yeah, I do have a predilection for protecting myself and my family. I mean, and if I have, you know, what, I you, didn't know that happened to you. You man. use whatever's closest to you, right? Yeah. You use whatever's most convenient. Whether it's a, you know, it doesn't have to be something that has the ability to kill somebody from a mile away. But it's not just for your own personal feeling. It's hey, like, do not come into this house because. <laughs> You're not a friend. Like, don't don't play us because we don't we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. I did not know that that happened to you, man. So there's a stranger well, there, there's, in your garage. There's little things like that that happen, and you could be in the most suburban of situations where everybody looks out for one another. But there's always that underbelly. It doesn't matter what neighborhood you live in. You could be in Adams Morgan, Georgetown. You know, just everyone's chilling. And then somebody decides they're going to knock off. They're going to steal a car. Guess what? That person whose car it is is just walking out of a restaurant with their you know, family. And then they, they can't defend themselves. Sorry, your Tesla's gone. You're dead. <laughs> but <laughs> you could be in the most private, comfortable situations. And you could not have what you needed. And that's why it's interesting. And I, I bring this back. And I'm kind of expounding a little bit. Kind of doing a monologue. But... I was at I was at a gun store and I was just having a gun that my my father had given to me 
and it was just a classic gun, you know, nothing too special that you had to have a license for or anything, but I brought it into the gun store just to have it checked out. And guess who walks in? My last job. It was my boss's boss's boss. The highest. Right? He wasn't running, like, he wasn't running the building, but his boss was. Okay. And he's like, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, I'm just checking out this, you know, rifle or whatever. He's a gun guy? Well, no, he's not. But he had been so shaken by all the stuff that had been happening in Europe with ISIS at the time uh. that he was buying a pistol for concealed carry so that he could protect his family. It was his first gun. He had just gone through all the classes. And this is a big guy. He was a soccer player in college. He, he has uh, you know, a gorgeous Brazilian wife and three wonderful kids. <laughs> but they were all young. And he was just this total, very easygoing guy. And he was like, I don't feel, I don't feel safe in certain situations anymore. I want something I can hold. And I can be confident that I'm not going to do anything wrong with it. But I'm going to carry it. If I go take my family to the movies, I'm going to bring a gun. AR-15. And this is a guy. No. <laughs> yeah, he's a really big dude. No, no, but just like a little revolver. He showed it to me. He was like, this is what I think I need. And I'm like, Kimber, cool. what do you got? Do you remember? That no, was a Smith & Wesson. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's like, you know, this basic, keeping it real. And I was like, that's totally cool, man. I think that's great for you. And... I think more people should kind of have thoughts like that because, you know, you look at someone driving a truck through a crowd. What if somebody in the crowd decided to step aside and be like, nope. <laughs> Which happened. And I, I, I try to always see um, different points of views of any issue, especially controversial ones. That's pretty controversial. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's one of the biggest issues that exists in America is that there is a large part of the population that feel that guns should be restricted and only used by the government. I think they should be restricted, but people that are responsible enough to use them responsibly should. Should be able to. I, I think in my mind, just looking at different events that have occurred... Um, the different issues sur- surrounding guns and violence and and mass shootings and things like that, I still lean towards that people should have access to those weapons or tools. I feel that the negative of not having access to them outweighs the people having them. Yeah, I mean, you can make you lot. can make the argument for or against, right? And Parkland's a, a hot button. It's always going to be a hot button, I think. It's never going to go away. We had somebody at UCF who lost a sister. Like, a fraternity brother of ours lost his sister at the Parkland shooting. So that's, like, a real thing for people that we know. And I blame the lunatic. Well, it's not just the lunatic, but people that didn't go, like, when they were called to go in and stop it. And so you could say, all right, the current thing is let's – in Florida, it's let's give teachers the option to carry a gun. I don't think that's a good idea. I think – I think that's okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea to say, okay, you can carry a gun in school. It's a 140-day class or some shit? I don't know. Either way, the reason that as much damage happened – well, let me back up. First of all, it's a school. It should have a metal detector. It should have some kind of security, right? There should be only – one, maybe two guarded points where you can enter the school. That would have solved that problem. A lot of lockdowns. But... I think it's fire code and stuff. Exactly. But 
police not going in when they were supposed to. Yep. The cop just came out this week and said he didn't do anything wrong. The right. first cop. Right. On and site. we can ha- we can have a totally separate discussion about that. Correct. But the reason we're talking about guns in school is because so many people were affected. Correct. That's a hard one. I feel that. I mean, last week today mm-hmm. is out of Florida. I think that's, that that's right. That's, that's, that's going to be that's topical, baby. We're going to talk about Florida. <laughs> we live in time. one of the most controversial states. Almost, in, it's a disaster. We're Florida, <laughs> we, we are Florida man. <laughs> we are right? Florida man, and and Florida man is us, and we see it all. So <laughs> it's so, unfortunate. You know, we see as much as we do. I played basketball one mile from Parkland on a weekly basis basically like that was one of my favorite yeah. places to hang it was out a nice at place yeah it was it's, a nice it's, neighborhood it, it, it hit home because of how close i was to and it that's so screwed up and that and that you know i lived there basically and yeah. that was you know, i didn't really i didn't go to that school or know anyone that went to that school but i knew people that were affected by it personally like right. your experience people right. that had people in the school at the time yeah people that died i knew people that knew people that died stuff like that but then you look at the issue. A crazy fucking kid that Who didn't get had, had cops called on him several times. Who's a lunatic. Had access to guns. For what reason? Nobody knows. He's did, been, did they, what he wanted. The FBI had calls <laughs> that this kid's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of red flags before blaming the gun. Like, I blame the fucking lunatic before you blame the tool that he used to kill people. Because, well, you know what else he could have done? He could have rented a rider truck, U-Haul, whatever right. you want to call it, a budget truck, and just pipe waited until everyone came out and just started running people over. He could have made a pipe bomb. Made a pipe you, you bomb. Get, I don't think he was bright thing. enough for that. But <laughs> he went for the easy choice, which is uh, just a high-caliber rifle. Yeah, something that he bought or that was given to him by a family member or something. And, and then he got just, it. Ah. Yeah. That's crazy, Right. That's what's insane about that. <laughs> there was enough red it, flags where legislation can maybe be made to have people that had that many red here, flags here, not have access right, to those guns. Here's the difference, though, man. I think it, they showed up they, at his it's house, It's already too. done. Like, you shouldn't already... I mean, that, that law has already been written. That access point has already been squashed. Okay. So it didn't so, work, right? So, yeah. Well, I mean, if you get called to Obviously. a person's house and they're threatening to kill somebody or whatever the case was, take all their guns for a period of time. Doesn't they don't have to discriminate and just say, you know what, you're on this watch list now. Take and their guns. I don't care if it's ten years. I'm We're fine gonna find. Yeah, you're people, nuts. You're the, nuts. You don't need a gun. The extreme gun people <laughs> are gonna be like, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. The extreme gun people are like, well, you, you can just put you, anybody on that list. No, and then no, gonna come no. Get if gun. you're a violent offender, it doesn't matter if you acted on an impulse or if you said you were going to kill somebody. Guess what? You can be reported. And the kid was – he was in and out of therapy and other things. Like it, that just screams to me failure of system. And again, that's kind of my – So he just that, passed that, that's, in Florida that's, law. That's what, no, that's what I do professionally is I look at like how is this system going to work perfectly. And if there are flaws, if there are problems, you call it out. If there's already a system built in to perfect it, then you say, why didn't it work? Why did it fail? And that was a failure of several points in the system, and it cost lives. So do you try to make it stricter? Yes. Do you look back and say... You absolutely do. Do you look back and say, where did the current law 
failed? No, was there anybody to, to be blamed on it? Was just people not doing their jobs. No, then, then it doesn't mean that the law failed. It means that there is incompetence. Like there is people that okay that fucked up. Right. So, is another law going to help it? Maybe. In my opinion, I don't think so. <laughs> I see. I see your side. Now you were. It sounded like you were really against the teachers not owning a gun right. or having that, a gun. Then that is a law that would again create more problems. If it's and it, and it's already it's already like controversial. It is. It's very controversial. People are like, I think oh, uni- Florida, no. you fucking people are U- giving... Universal metal detectors and limited amounts of entry into a school, that is something that both the sides get behind. No. A fire hazard, meaning once, a a, there's, once there's a fire, the doors can open, right? That would be ideal. But there's limited points of entry that have metal detectors. I agree. That, that would mean... I mean, again, in theory, this is like total conspiracy theory thinking, but if there was an actual emergency then you could get out. And that would be the only reason to open the doors, to get out. But to get in would be very, very difficult. To bring a gun into school. That would be ideal. This kid showed up, he didn't even go to their school. He used to, right? He, yeah, he was. He already graduated. He, he was 19. He was a weirdo. I don't know if he graduated. Or whatever. Yeah, he's no longer in right. that school. He was not a student. It was a year he just after. went he... inside with a bunch of guns. Yeah, correct, that's insane. What? That being said, I don't have any issues with teachers that are not – they're not obligated to have a gun. It's a voluntary system with a training process. Right. So if you think that you can multitask and you think that you are a person that can handle trying to save children's lives and you take the course – I don't know what the course – the details are. Right. But – it's not mandatory. It's only by people that want to volunteer to do it. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Just checking to see our time. Um, how we doing? All right, we're good. We're good. We gonna stop it? We're good. No, we're good. <clears throat> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a person that wants to take oh, an extra right. step that can multitask. That's not forced to do it, which is the most important to me. Right. If they were forcing people to do it, it's voluntary. Okay, it's voluntary, but it's not. Because the law says that okay, the the proposed law. It says that it's it's legal to do it. There are no specifics on whether or not you have to qualify within a certain amount of time. It's 140 hours. That's what it was. 140 hours of training time or just carrying? No, 140 hours of training. You have to take a course for that. I'll retract that. So how many teachers per student have to be armed? Like what's the ratio of armed teachers to students in the school? Is that clarified in the bill? I don't know. And and, I don't feel like that's that's important. do, Do other teachers have to know that you're armed if you're a teacher, if you're an armed teacher? That's a good point. That's I a good think, question. Because too. I think a lot of the teachers out there that do not want guns in school are going to have a problem with that if they know and if they don't know. I would I would debate those people though. I would go listen because they're not going to have an option if it's law. Yeah, if you don't want a gun <laughs> in school, but what about when Jimmy, who graduated last year, decides to walk in and start shooting people? What well, yeah. what, what would your argument be against your? The gym teacher who has been trained for this situation right. to possibly save not only your life but right. the life of your students and the children. Right. It's like there, there's no argument I can see yet until I have it that you're going to tell me that a trained 
person who is ready for this situation is a bad thing to have in the school that you right. attend. And this is this is a situation where I think I'm probably going to be like, all right, eh, I could go either way. I don't I don't think it's right to I don't think it's a good idea to put more fuel to a fire, so to speak, and to say, let's put more guns in school that are going to give a another opportunity for someone else to get shot. I think prevention is the answer. The New York Times came up with an article that this law is going to kill black people. Yeah, I saw that. I saw I that. I so, saw, so, I so, saw that, and I want you to talk about that. That's I think hilarious it's to me. Number no, one, it's, 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 not, it's not What hilarious. are you saying? It's what are you not, saying? Black people are the only ones that act up? It, like, it isn't hilarious, but it's just another example of how there is this very specific narrative that wants something not to happen. And again, I'm not like on the side of putting guns in teachers' hands, but I'm also not on the side of saying that it's racist to do that. They're, they're literally <laughs> saying that, that black children in schools are going to do such crazy shit that they're going to get shot by their own right. teacher. Profiling. They're pro, they're, they, it's the most racist so, shit so I've a, ever heard. A newspaper is profiling teachers that haven't done anything yet. It's never happened. It's never happened. <laughs> they're like, yo, these black kids are going to die. They are going to Have you, have you seen them in class? They're going to die. They're yep. bad. Yep. <laughs> Whole generations are going to be affected by this. That's so a whole other set of reparations we're going to have. To do. Then we got new reparations to think about. <laughs> oh my god, new. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, I probably said too much. That was that to me was nuts. I'm like, oh, so you're going this route to try to stop it? They didn't have to. What they had to do is say, let's allocate resources to prevention. That's that's my opinion. I think they could have said, all right, whatever amount of money it costs, take it out of this other you know school budget and i know it's already tight but actually my we have some extended family that works in the school system in south florida and they're always talking about how important it is to make sure that not not only security measures are you know first and foremost but that other things are affected by budget cuts it's not just you know the quality of food in cafeterias. It's everything. Like education is very, very important and Florida does a really, really good job of putting education first and funding. And that's why we have so many good scholarships and that's why we have so many good uh, programs. And I'm a product of that and I, I can speak to it. So, you know, if you don't like what Florida does with its education budget, then screw, but. <laughs> I would only say that from from what you just said, actually, just to add on to that, is that I feel like Florida's education could be at a higher level for the amount of budget that it gets. Mm-hmm. Like the scholarship programs are amazing. Here. Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely we, you amazing. Think we, you think I think that we shouldn't be one. I think we should be one of the top states in in um the education level that we provide to the children. What would you say is the world-class university system in the United States? I mean, if, if, I, if I lived in New Jersey. If, if California wasn't so preoccupied with, like, process... They have a lot time, of garbage there. <laughs> I would say California. California it was world-class in the 60s and 70s, and even in the 80s. But I would say since then, it hasn't really produced. I think the private no, schools in California garbage. have done... But yeah, Jersey, New York, they're probably yeah. They you're probably gonna look at the east. You're gonna look at the northeast, right? For the best, for the best educational. I'm talking system. about public too. Like that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, so like a, from a, my experience, yeah, I've never gone to private school, so I totally agree. 
from my experience, I, I think so. like I remember moving, I moved to Florida my senior year of high school, and I remember taking classes that I took as a senior in Florida. Uh-huh. I took like as a sophomore you freshman like, in New Jersey. Why, like, why is he so behind? Florida people. Yeah, are I was so like, stupid. I didn't understand it, but I do respect. <laughs> The opportunities that they give people that have great scholarship programs, mm-hmm. bright futures, etc. Right. There are some great programs, but... On the I, other hand, you know... They teach some dumb I shit. I know some but, idiots from Jersey. Of course. We got, <laughs> we got a whole TV show about the idiots from Jersey. No lie. Yeah, of course. I get There's dummies everywhere, though. That's, I know some really smart people from Jersey, too. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm proud to be from Jersey. And I love Florida, so... If, Fuck all the nice Florida hating people. <laughs> Florida is one of the most hated states. You well, know it's what? also one of the most lampooned, and yeah. nobody realizes that there. It's a very diverse. You know, it's it's one of the longest states to drive through. So by default, you have a lot of different cultures and pockets of cultures that you can go through, where a lot of weird stuff can happen, right? A guy wrote a book because I saw this when he was doing his book tour, and I saw it on TV, and the book had to do with the amount of people that are not from Florida that come to Florida do crazy shit is unbelievable. <laughs> so those fuckers from other states that come to Florida and do some crazy shit. Nah, like one of the nah, examples, it wasn't me. Yeah, it was it, it puts Florida on like the weird scale. Okay. But it's not always a Floridian. A lot of times it is a Someone from a native from somewhere from else Alabama. that has been it's, yeah Alabama. <laughs> I mean, what's up, Alabama? Look, man? South Florida is full of northeasterners. That's true. There's a lot of Ohio people and There's a lot of Europeans. Yeah, they're, I used I to mean, work for the British government. Trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there's one point James one point three million expats live south of Orlando. Wow, from the British Isles. I say British Isles like I'm a countryman. The UK. As They're your people at some point. No, no. no. <laughs> My name's Trevor. That's the only <laughs> British thing about me. <laughs> Trevor, I hate to tell you this, but you came from there at one Nuh-uh. point. <laughs> <laughs> Someone I renounced my yeah. non-citizenship. Someone, someone, <laughs> I should have gotten citizenship from that, from that, That's that horrid affair. Six months of just high-rise over Orlando, corner office, just doing my thing. <laughs> I was a consular assistant, so I was a diplomat's, like, you know, executive assistant. Yeah, ransom For six months. <laughs> For those that are listening, um, we are in Orlando at this time. This is a new city to me. Ah, boy. He's been here. One, myself. Years. Wow. Yeah, I lived nine years in Fort Lauderdale, which is fucking awesome. But now I'm in Orlando. I like this city. Good. It's, uh, good. We're, we're, I'm here at a time where it's growing. It is. It's accessible, too. Yeah. It's, and there's a lot of opportunity. So, Absolutely. Hey, you know what? That's a shameless plug for Orlando. Orlando. My voice going in there. And, you know, <laughs> and visit <laughs> we're, Orlando We're going to be doing Orlando things all the time, well, every day. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to try out the food, the rides, and the events. No, so that everybody... Mine. Holy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Orlando TV. <laughs> this is a job interview. It can it be. Is. It is. <laughs> WKLP Orlando and Jitta the beat made that on. You gotta be on your toes. Gotta be on your feet. So in conclusion, film at eleven. I am okay with teachers arming themselves as they want. Protect the kids, and everybody wants to protect children. 
there's no way that a reasonable request is to ban guns because that's not going to fucking happen. Nope. That's more. That will kill more people than it will help if you try that. So that's what, a no. what do you think that would happen? Banning guns just to like me, round. Okay, so like in a scenario where they said, "All right, we're gonna go door to door. We're gonna say, give us all your firearms, or we're gonna, you know, search your house and take them." Are you fucking I'm, crazy? I'm, I'm saying I'm, if, if there was a scenario, I'm not. I'm just. I'm, I'm just saying, saying in that scenario, that's like, I would that's say, like, "Are you fucking you know, crazy?" Nazi Germany, like, go door to door, get your stuff. And what if that did happen? And then it's a ha- civil war. No, it, I, that would happen before that would happen. As soon as a, a someone brought war, up that stupid idea, before they go door to door taking, there's guns. there's more guns. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> we have over 350 million citizens, and there's more guns than citizens. There's over estimated, I think, over 400 million guns. Well, in is, America, that that is the definition of the protection of freedom, in my opinion. They say, okay, if they can't take it away <laughs> because they're dead, then they don't have to worry about it. Callback. If the Japanese guy says, "Hey, the only reason we couldn't invade you guys is because behind every blade of grass, a short, there's a short there's callback. a gun." It's a, it's a built-in security like, system. That security system works yep. from global invasion. Really, that's why we're that's why we're feared, <laughs> not necessarily respected. We have the People most powerful standing army by our that's citizens. Right. That's right, and it's not even organized. It's like if the Vietnamese hey, could do what they did it's like, hey you guys good down the street you guys good, good. okay we're good exactly cul-de-sac cul-de-sac <laughs> wars yeah one cul-de-sac could take yeah. out a little battalion I'll tell you this the most community I've felt since I've lived in the current house that I'm in I've been in there three and a half years was after the hurricane in 2017 that it you know it, it just hung over central Florida it just dragged over as Irma I think okay that was the year we had like two or three kind of scares and then Irma was the one that really kind of washed things out and it really came so, after so I stayed I stayed with our dogs and my wife and daughter left and they fled and they were out of power for longer than I was <laughs> I was out of power for like <laughs> that 24 happens hours a lot. That's hilarious. and so yeah and that's that's kind of when you guys evacuated from South Florida you guys came up and yep. and so I was sitting there with an axe and my neighbor comes over with a chainsaw. He's like, need some help, buddy? You know, we take care of business. But yeah, we were kind of going door to door and just making sure everybody had what they needed. We didn't have power, but everybody had water. Everybody was safe. Nobody had holes in their roofs. It was cool. And that was the, the biggest sense of community was through that. You know, I, I call it a tragedy. I call it an event. But it wasn't like we were being invaded. It wasn't like that. Can you imagine the backlash or the response if... There really was some kind of situation we didn't really have time to prepare for, but individually we were organized and we were like, you know, this what? is the this hardest is, country in the world to it. ever try to invade. <laughs> you're you're, so you're done. Fucked. You're done. It's over. I don't care if you have millions of people. We got more. <laughs> we, yeah, if, we got more. If guys on. with sheep in Afghanistan can hold off Russia and, and the United States, and it's just the people that have guns. Yeah, everybody else has like machetes and like kitchen Correct. knives. And <laughs> yeah, that's a callback to under siege. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester's oh no not Sylvester <laughs> under siege is um, the Russian lover no, what's his name the Russian lover come on buddy come what on, is buddy. his name come on buddy come, <laughs> come on, on buddy. buddy back it up let's back it up <laughs> oh my god he likes UFC Did... and he's good with his hands mm-hmm. what is his name Ooh. let's leave it at that okay we'll, come we'll back leave to it, it there we'll come back to it <laughs> Steven Seagal. That's right. <laughs> Steven fucking Seagal. Yeah, he wanted to volunteer to to be a mediator between Russia and the United States. 
Because I think he got a Russian citizenship. Hmm. I wonder why. Anyways, we'll come back to Steven yeah, Seagal. We'll During some that's UFC podcast. That's the whole thing. Like, that's... And listen, this is our... For. <laughs> and just to the listeners, this is our first conversation ever that we just decided to put on for you. Um, we, we have some really good conversations. We're from two totally different sides of the spectrum. That's right. And I think that the future is bright, and I think that we're going to bring some very entertaining conversations for everyone. Um, but if uh, you want to be on... Yeah, I think yeah, we're going to have some can, good guests. You can definitely get at us. We we're want gonna, the feedback. We're, we're, we're going to have the... You can read it in the thread. You can definitely let us know. Yeah, and I know the trolls are coming too, but this is we, troll We bait. love it. It's Troll yeah, City, bring, baby. Bring whatever troll you, City. Bring whatever you want. Troll, troll City, baby. This is Florida Man Country. So we can take it all. Um, it's been fun. I've had a I've had a good time just getting so, yeah, through our first conversation. Absolutely, and it we wasn't, jumped it wasn't a place. struggle. We we tried. We tried so hard to keep it topical. But I think that if we don't have some kind of an agenda, it's just going to be us just riffing and talking about what we know. We had some and good riffs. We did. We did. There was some bullshit in there. Speaking speaking of good <laughs> riffs, have you seen any good movies? Have I seen any good movies lately? The short answer is no. No. Um, everyone's talking about Avengers. I'd say the last movie that I watched and you know liked or appreciated the second time. I saw Infinity War with John in the theater. It was good, but it was too much. I watched it again. Had more time to process it. I liked it. Again, it's a year old. I saw Captain Marvel with John in How the was theater. That? I thought it was okay. It, was okay. it wasn't bad. It that, wasn't that's a bad. sterling review, it's so just, I should rush out and watch it today. No, nah, you can wait for it. She's whatever. She's good. She's powerful. <laughs> she she white. is powerful. She is white. She white. She there's a, there's a hilarious <laughs> meme of her Twitter account where it's just a list of shit she is, including like social justice warrior and sure, all this sure. other stuff. I get it, but then, I will never interpret her in any other way than uh, 21 Jump Street. She was in that, that. No, that was like her big break, and it's Johnny it Depp, Twenty One Jump Street. No, 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 no. Like the Jonah Hill. The, yeah, the Jonah <laughs> Hill, Twenty One Jump Street. And for she, for she's the younger, it. for the younger people, Twenty One Jump Street, Jonah Hill movie. Yeah, it's was based off a TV show in the nineties. And for by the Johnny older Depp. people, turn it off. <laughs> You're already. <laughs> It's 21 Jump Street. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Oh, Johnny Depp was a, a 21 Jump Street. <laughs> Who's Johnny Depp? He's the weirdo <laughs> that wears crazy shit and his accountants oh, have the time of their lives. Like, this guy just buys the craziest shit ever. And he has a fake British accent. And his ex-wife was fucking Elon Musk. <laughs> his wife was... Was Elon Musk? Or no, it was fucking Musk? Elon Musk. Uh, okay. And then they broke you gotta, up. You gotta... Heather... I forgot her name. Okay. But that's a cool story. <laughs> seven, seven degrees of We'll come back to Johnny Depp, I yeah. think. Seven He's, degrees of 21 it, it, Jump In the same episode as Steven Seagal. <laughs> I can't believe I couldn't remember Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven fucking Seagal. The guy's good with his hands. <laughs> he wears crazy outfits. Him and... Um, yeah, we'll leave that alone. He used to wear outfits that a former presidential candidate would wear. Andrew Jackson? No, female. She ran against the orange guy. Oh, that one? Yeah, they wore the same shirt. It's hilarious. They full Michelle body Obama. suits. Yeah, I don't think she ran yet. <laughs> she might. She will. She will. She will. She's gonna run tomorrow. There's so there's so little confidence that they're gonna they're gonna dig deep. Ooh. <laughs> that that is it gets fun. interesting. And I and let's talk politics. 
And then and we're out. That's it. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do that? Did I do that right? <laughs> I told the shoot. Some people are out, but some are in. Some are in. I think we pretty much covered politics our entire. Uh, did we talk some politics? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay, I was just saying. In, current, last week today is the name of the show. Last right week now. today, and, and and we're supposed to be talking about like current events. Last week think, is that there's a lot of people mad and happy. That's why there's a lot on both sides. Which is crazy, because that's how split up we are as a country. Nah, that's a good thing. That the attorney general basically... He fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, he fell asleep. He basically said, uh, no, Trump's not a Russian agent. Yep. And yep. other okay. people are like, yo, yeah, that's he is. not... He is, that, though, he is still a Russian I, agent, yeah, I believe absolutely. it, bro. He's a fucking... He's a yeah, Russian. He's, he's, a, he's a vodka he's drinking Russian. Away. He likes Stalishnaya. Those Vedonia. So we'll leave... I don't think he's smart enough for that. Of course I think, not. He's, I think he's too dumb to be a double agent. It's ridiculous <laughs> to even think that. Like... That's the reason he should be impeached. He's too dumb to pull it off. And there's people pushing for impeachment. That is insane to me. What's crazy is that what these people did not count on is that the counter investigation starts. Yeah, yeah, and it's the short term. Yeah, you they, know what the counter investigation yeah, they're is? They're working overtime. They're trying to find something before like the end of this month. Oh no, Bef- it's before gonna... Memorial Day. They're no, gonna drop a bomb. Trump, Trump's going to drop bombs before <sighs> right, right when they choose their twenty twenty candidate in the like DNC. It. I don't think so. Those bombs are coming. I don't know. But it's from Trump this time. I think they, I think they <laughs> bookended it. I think they're going to have to do what they want to do before the end of the month, and it's May twenty nineteen for all you people who are listening to us in twenty twenty one. Um, you know. If your time horizon goes that far, there's no way that it's going to influence anything. People have their minds made up. Everybody who's going to go one way or the other is already done, and that's totally cool. But there's there's a lot of facts that still have to come out. If arrests are made from Obama administration, oh my gosh, yeah. If if a lot of those folks go operatives to jail, go to jail, if even one goes to jail, the hot. moderates are flowing I, no, over. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think they're totally done. Because the moderates are what runs no, the election. I, I understand, but they'll they'll you know they'll primary. They'll figure out what they have to do to get somebody else in because it's 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 too much. It's too much drama. But primaries are focused on DNC members. Yeah, you think so? Moderates are more of let me see who are the final two choices. If you're registered, you can vote in a primary. It doesn't matter what party. You're and depends on your I state. Could, I can register as a Democrat. Depends or on your state. No, it depends on your okay, state. I agree with that. In some states, if you're an independent, you can't vote in the Democratic primary. You can register as a Democrat or a Republican if you're an independent, and then change your party standing before the final. Correct. You have to right? do all that shit. That's right. It, it takes a, a lot of people. It's don't not a big do deal. That. A lot of people. And it sways elections. Joe Rogan. Uh, <laughs> one of the podcast kings. He's like, you know who he endorsed he, this week or last like, week today? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. He endorsed Tulsi. That's right. And that but is again, his girl. I told you earlier today, we talked about it. I said, you know what? I disagree with her on a lot of stuff. She doesn't know a lot about economics or government policy, but she's a veteran and she knows how to have fun. She's I have, anti-war. I have a, well, I mean, that's probably a good thing. My, my biggest problem with her is that she can't defend her past. And that's kind of in the same boat as most politicians is that at some point you were doing something that wasn't preferable or you you didn't know you were doing it or you did know but it was your job so you had no defense at the time and and so now you don't really have defense and 
again, if she can say, I'm the best person, the best leader who can actually do the job, then I'll vote for her. She's get, she got on the debate. That's great. Stage. And I think if she can get past that, then she'll be a real contender because she's got a lot of potential. But there's a lot of people coming out swinging, saying, you ain't the real deal. Which I like, and I don't mind people coming swinging and saying that. What everyone should look out for, because history tends to repeat itself, unfortunately, mm -hmm. in this aspect, is that there is not a thing as non-biased reporters. Right. Everyone has a bias. And in journalism, what is going to happen is you are going to see the bias blatantly against Tulsi. I'm predicting that because it's already I've happened. seen it before against Ron Paul, for example, for the young ones. That was right. a guy that ran twice. He's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. His son, Rand Paul, is very popular. He got beat up by his neighbor because... His neighbors Apparently are a shitty crazy. Neighbor. Yeah, really shitty neighbor. For whatever <laughs> he was cutting reason. his grass. He like he took the dude was cutting he, his he grass. He took the lawnmower blade off his lawnmower. He broke his rib. <laughs> he broke his rib or some shit. That's crazy. And the neighbor didn't do time. I don't think. No, but he got fined a lot. Good. I'm, I'm pretty Fuck sure he's like done. Like they're not neighbors anymore. <laughs> I would. <laughs> the hedges are like ten inches higher. It's see that's the Colombian in me. Like I'm not forgetting that you broke oh, my fucking rib. That's we're, right. We're, we're hey, gonna, we, we can talk. I'm about, not going Colombian next time, like, but I am going like maybe shit on shit all over your door every day for a year. <laughs> Something. Something's gonna happen every day. You're not getting away with attacking me in my property. We, we can talk about that too. Like, what lengths are you willing to go to to kind of get even? Or to say that, uh, I, and this is extreme, probably, but we've talked about it a little bit before. Like, and even with family members of mine, we trust in the rule of law. But if that fails you, you are free to do whatever you want. I think that's a human right. Yeah. Yes, because <clears throat> some laws or the timing that a law takes to be effective mm -hmm. may not be um, let me be more acceptable. let me be more specific okay drunk driver kills your daughter he gets off because i don't care if it's a technicality if it was a fault in the car whatever or someone well, abuses your daughter sexually i mean that's another example but it, to me it's the same oh. it, the law the, the person doesn't get conviction doesn't pay time, doesn't get the penalty, whatever the case is, what do you do? Is that a whole other episode? Is that a whole No, episode? we're going to talk about that, but <laughs> just to, to the the long answer short is that I don't know what it's in me. I think it is like my South American background, but revenge will will happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm not a dummy in the sense of like I'm just gonna shoot you in front of a camera. I mean that's biblical. Though. That, that's it, like you know. I mean whatever your beliefs are, it is. And this it, might it, be it, future evidence. No, it, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I know. I, it, it's, but, it's on record. It's going online tonight. Like, but <laughs> if someone kills a relative, or and that's a great point. What or it doesn't even matter. Rape some. Yeah, sexually it's your daughter, them. your mother, or whatever. You're like, you know what? Yeah, the cops failed me. I'm going to go take care of the business. The system failed you. Right? Yeah, not you so know? much an individual, but an entire system. Or would you rather like prove it forensically or would you just take care of it and spare the state? 
the cost of the, you know, maintain. There's no such thing as spare in this state because then I don't know. We got we got forensic people on our team too. You know, so. (laughs) To be honest, man, I I'm, and there's two types of people in those situations. There's the person that is gonna let justice prevail. I think it should in every opportunity they can and and let that. Yeah. But if someone rapes or just it wasn't an accident mm-hmm. but it was someone that just got like you're saying the drunk yeah drunk, that's right that's why i said kills the family member gets off correct right. there's some factors i would look into was mm-hmm. it like tire blew out no chance what yeah like what happened okay. like was it a freak accident but that's why I brought up rape because if someone that's a deliberate act, that right. is different, man. Yeah. That is where you and, know, and that and that ruins lives. That is where I'm not going to say myself, but I can see someone going to the extent of finding out where this person lives, mm-hmm. where this person works, just changing their entire psyche to get behind this one and, cause, and, which is causing equivalency and causing. Yeah. Pain yeah. to that person. Right. I'm not. Yeah, like I, I would. I would think that when it gets to that point, you're just like everyone's behind you. Everybody who knows you is like, I don't care, man. We, my, no, my, my people no, created no. something called the Colombian necktie. Yeah, I know what that is. Put, for those that for the listeners that <laughs> the, don't know, you what that young is, listeners. Yeah, you can Google that are two and three right now. Yeah, don't. But don't just do a it. quick. Do version. not Google murder. <laughs> do not. No, it's not murder. It's, it's just Colombian ketchup. It's just ketchup. It's basically when your tongue is put out through your throat. And that was just a symbol that certain... Um, Things don't need to be done, yeah, said. Like, certain people deserve that for their actions is that they weren't just killed, they were tortured. And if someone rapes a child, especially the child is related to you, oof. like... I can see why people go to those lengths mm-hmm. to, to attack, send a message. to send it, not only send a message, but just end a person. Like, I don't know. I think you're sending a message to people that are alive and to glue uh, their to, ball to yeah, their head to, to, like, to, to other, you know, whatever else you believe in. You're saying, you know what? I don't care. This is wrong. Yeah, this, is this, this is beyond law. This is, this is why, like, I, I can't, I can't do it. The, Your decision the, the, yeah. caused my decision. Yeah, and, and I'm fine with that. I'm willing to meet whatever consequences I have. This is what the world needs to see. Because see, this is where that. the Colombian in me comes in. Yep. I would try to do it where you're not going to get me. No, I know. But I'm going to get that motherfucker. Absolutely. What? I'm Absolutely. not at home watching I'm TV. I'm not going to talk specifics. I was at home you, watching you're TV. Not gonna find, you're not going to find what? me. His dick was attached <laughs> to his forehead. Oh my God. What? <laughs> How does it even work? What? They found a whole watermelon up his ass? <laughs> what? No, dude. I was watching fucking Alan Trebek. He's got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my favorite show. That's too much, my friend. That's too much. But All right, we're leaving it there. We're gonna, we, got little, we got a little stoppage time. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up here shortly. <laughs> Man, this is just the first time that we're trying this. <laughs> we, a, we love our it's conversations. A, it's a, it's and a now moving again, disaster. That's what I like it to call it. <laughs> just and constantly consuming and destroying. We're giving uh, <laughs> you a peek into Florida, man. We're giving you a peek into That's just two point of views. Absolutely. I think we could start with a Florida man yeah. reference. <laughs> we can always start with a Florida man story. Um, right. Once we put this out, we would love feedback. We would love to hear you yeah. know, any suggestions yeah. and things like that. And, and, and yeah, you don't have to be a listener, but it would be nice if you were and you could tell people about it and you could you know, maybe say that, you know, I, I really don't like those guys. 
and I really yeah, disagree. Whatever. But I but I still listen to them because I want to disagree with them, and I want to be a guest on their show because that's we total, love guests. We love guests. That is like the the lifeblood is additional opinions, and we are not someone that just needs like. A guest that's famous, a celebrity, an athlete. <laughs> you can we be a, love you can be to like hear a local celebrity stories. Like you everyone be, has their oh own book. Oh my gosh! And there, there, there are certain chapters in those books that we can. Definitely I will, I will say this: this is not necessarily a. Uh, <clears throat> the reason we're doing this is not because we want to get rich. It's because we want to stoke creativity. We want to hang out and we want to talk about things. We want to talk to people. And we want to get to know, you know, different things. Uh, but it is an outlet and it is something that we can definitely bring to the table that other people can come to and they can give what they feel and what they think. And I think there's a lot of power and a lot of, uh, uh, there's a special thing happening there. And, it, and if, you're, if you're not familiar with podcasts or if you're not familiar with forums like this or media like this, uh, there, the power is within you to bring your opinion to this, to it. And so you can share it with us and you can share it with uh, whoever you want to share it with. But this is another, another outlet that you can use to be creative. Absolutely. And we're inserting ourselves in the conversation. We just thought that why not have other people join in our conversations that we enjoyed so much that we felt that we can start a show on. And uh, so far, we're last week today. That's right. Last week today is the working title. That's we're gonna go with title. it for the like next month yeah. or so, and we'll see well, where it knows? takes us. We we you know we we're not at Joe Rogan experience yet, <laughs> but <laughs> he's he's junk. We can do better than that. <laughs> but we're gonna we're do, gonna get so much gonna, better. We're than gonna that. bring you entertainment because I have some very <laughs> different views than Trevor. Trevor has different views than I do. Sometimes we agree on things, and that's what life's about. It's about knowing, it's about having the ability to hear other people's perspectives, make up your own mind, and most importantly, what we're gonna try to do, at least my goal is, to to not keep you in a bubble. Right. We, we wanna got, we bring got, you out of that bubble absolutely. and hear different viewpoints that you know, you may or may not like, but the whole point is that you know that they exist. Right. Ten seconds. Catchphrase. We don't know what it is yet, but we're going to have it for you next time. Good night and good luck. Good night and good luck. <laughs>